0: Welcome back to Your Tech Report.
1: Welcome back to your Check Report. As always, Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you, except this time Mitchell is not with me, but it's okay because I can handle things on my own. Uh, follow along with us on social media. It is at Your Check Report, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc., and YouTube, and the reason I bring up YouTube is because we've been doing something uh, as of late. In the past couple of years, we've been focusing on a- another category, I guess, of consumer electronics, and that is automotive. We love driving cars, so it's obviously no surprise that we love getting into new vehicles, especially when it comes to automotive all the tech and I guess it's kind of like a gray line when it comes to when it comes to all things cars and all shapes and sizes so uh, if you head over to YouTube channel you'll see some very cool in-depth reviews uh, which is a natural segue into my next guest and let's welcome my next guest Matt Gruchin is a product manager for a very cool vehicle that I'll, I'll, I'll leave for a couple seconds uh, that was unveiled at this year's Canadian International Auto Show and that company is Mercedes-benz Matt welcome to your tech report
0: how oh, you feeling? Man. I'm feeling very good. Thank you very much for having me.
1: This must be a fun time of year for you because you've got auto show after auto show. Obviously, the Canadian International Auto Show is the big one for us here in Canada, but this this trend seems to follow us all around. Do you, do you travel or you just kind of focus on what's going on here in uh, north of the border?
0: Yeah, I tend to focus mostly on what's going on north of the border, but these days uh, we live in a world without borders, so we pay a lot of attention to things going on all over the world when it comes to tech, and especially in automotive.
1: So, so this year at the Auto Show, which is just, I guess, wrapped up a couple weeks ago. I was kind of on vacation, but we'll ignore that. Um, a, a very big reveal from Mercedes-Benz, and that is the EQC for which you are the product manager of. Now, this is a whole new line, which we'll get into, of course. But tell us first about this EQC, uh, about the vehicle itself. It's one of the first fully, or it is the first fully electric Mercedes-Benz scheduled for release in 2020. What else can you tell us about this car?
0: Yeah, so the the EQC is our first fully electric vehicle in the Mercedes-Benz lineup. It is part of our EQ brand, EQ standing for Electric Intelligence. And uh, it is similar size to our GLC lineup, which is a compact SUV. So uh, it fits perfectly into the largest segment uh, for the Canadian automotive market. Uh, The vehicle itself, what you get with it, A lot of the design language is very, very much what you'd come to expect from Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. The lines are very much Mercedes-Benz. The interior is Mercedes-Benz. We've just made some subtle design uh, differences to make you notice that uh, it's a little bit different as an electric vehicle. For the electric components itself, uh, we're going to have an 80-kilowatt our battery on board, okay. um, and that's going to help you to get about 450 kilometers range. Now that's the NEDC standard, which is our European testing standard. Okay. The okay. EPA North American range is still not available today. Okay. Um, and it's also, that battery powers two electric motors, one on the front axle and one on the rear axle. Those two motors will combine to give you all-wheel drive, which is great for, for Canada, especially with our long winters like we're experiencing this year. And you get four hundred and two horsepower and five hundred and sixty four pound feet of torque,
1: wow, I mean those are specs that you really don't you know look you don 't really see those specs these this day and age on just kind of standard SUVs let alone one that's powered by an, an electric you know motor is 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 can you kind of give us some insight into you know, kind of what the process was in bringing a vehicle like this to market, because I'm sure this is not something that you've only been involved with in for a couple of months. This is something that's been going on, you know, from the R&D stage until this comes to market. How long is that process and how tumultuous is it?
0: Yeah, the process uh, is very long. And for Mercedes-Benz, um, electrification is, is nothing new to us, especially within the whole Daimler family globally. Uh, of course, we have a rich history with smart being electrified, uh, we have a lot of electrified vehicles uh, throughout the, the bus lineup and truck lineup that we have globally. So there's a lot of learning that we've taken from those applications and are now applying to the new EQ lineup on the Mercedes-Benz side.
1: Now, in the EQ lineup, aside from obviously the, the EQC, there are other models available in terms of different c- configurations like hybrid, et cetera, et cetera. What can you tell us about what this family is going to bring us? And kind of, I, I guess this is going to tie into that EQ Ready app that's really, really cool that helps especially Canadians figure out if it's time for them to make that jump.
0: Yeah, so there's, there's different levels of electrification that you can find in, in cars today. So you can go all electric, which is like our EQ lineup, or this EQC that we're going to have available. You have plug-in hybrids, where you have an electric battery that powers two electric motors, but you also have a gas engine on board as well, so you kind of get the best of both worlds there, short electric range combined with uh, a gas engine. Or you have a hybrid, where it relies mainly on the gas engine, and it is partially supported by an electric motor as well. So there's kind of three different stages of elect- electrification. For us, EQ is all electric. Then we also have EQ Power, which is our plug-in hybrid lineup, which we'll start to bring out um, across our different lineup that exists today. And then we have EQ Boost, which is that hybrid part of our lineup, which we're starting to bring out on our 450 variants, as well as some of our AMG lineup. And really what the hybrid powertrain means for Mercedes-Benz is um, using electrification as a way to get better performance out of our vehicles, especially on the AMG side of the lineup. So we're going to take the, the, the torque and that added power you can get from an electric motor yeah. and apply it to get more performance.
1: Now, have you had a chance to drive the EQC at yourself? I sure have. Tell me about your experience, like, uh, as candidly as you can, you know, because it's hard to describe an experience of being behind the wheel of a car other than, you know, doing it yourself, but what was that experience for you the first time? What were you expecting, and how did that maybe differ?
0: Well, I guess the most interesting part is when you power on the car, and it's still completely silent. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the thing that strikes you right away. From zero to 30 kilometers an hour, an electric vehicle, it's about 20 decibels quieter than an internal combustion engine vehicle which doesn't sound like much. It's the equivalent to about walking through leaves in, in autumn or crinkling a garbage bag. Yeah. But once that sound goes away, it's eerily relaxing. It's very much what you would expect with a luxury product. And I think consumers, once they experience that, are gonna be um, you know, really blown away by, by how quiet a vehicle really can be. And then from there, when you step on the pedal, Um, electric vehicles are very torquey, and and I'll explain this in an easier way. So an electric car is kind of like a crossbow. It's already locked and loaded, and you just got to pull the trigger, and the car takes off immediately compared to an internal combustion engine, which we have today, which is more like your bow and arrow, where you've got to pull out the arrow, draw back, and then release. There's a lot more that needs to go on under the hood in an internal combustion car before you get that feel of moving forward than an electric. You get that instant takeoff. So the performance is really fantastic, too, especially from, from zero to, to 60
1: kilometers an hour. That's a, that's a great description there. That was actually a perfect way to illustrate that. What was, you know, I wasn't there at the auto show. What was the reaction from consumers who happened to you know, be at the reveal or see the cars throughout the auto show?
0: People are really excited. Uh, the car looks very beautiful at first. It's very engaging when you see it, uh, especially with the little uh, electric nuance to the design that we have with the black panel front grille. Uh, We've also kind of elongated the length of the car and gave it more of a coupe-like design. But when we start to get into the details, the the 80 kilowatt-hour battery, the 450 kilometer range, um, as well as the the power output that you can get with 402 horsepower and the torque numbers of 564 pound-feet, people are really impressed by what you can get from an electric vehicle and specifically with the EQC.
1: you know, here's something interesting. I, you know, we we've paid attention to a lot of things out there, and one thing I noticed was some of the new ads—not necessarily for this vehicle, but for some other Mercedes uh, new vehicles. It's obvious you guys are going after a different audience, a younger audience. You know, people I think to this day, and I don't think I'm I'm be wrong in saying when they think of Mercedes-Benz, sometimes people believe that 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 brand is unattainable because it's it's you know not as affordable. But I think that the shift in advertising and the pricing that I know exists seems to be going after a younger market and kind of tries to send the message, guys, come check us out because we're, we're not unattainable. We're actually more affordable than you think. Is that a correct assessment?
0: Yeah, I think we're, with the broad portfolio that we have across the lineup, the different offerings that we have, we definitely can cater to different audiences depending on, on the, the vehicle that they're looking at in the lineup. We've got everything from compact car all the way up to your full-size SUV. And uh, w- within that, you have varying price points that'll that'll be applicable to all sorts of different markets within Canada.
1: So, so let's talk about electrification for a second, kind of in general. Are we yep. as Canadians? Are we ready for this now? Are we? Are we? You know, is the range good enough? Is the accessibility to charging stations and and the things that we need to to travel throughout this country? Are we there? Are we at that point?
0: There's a, there's a lot of varying opinions on that. It's interesting that you bring it up. Um, one of the things that, that we brought to, to market here in Canada is something called the EQ Ready app. It's, it's available on iOS or Android. And what we're trying to help people realize is that electric mobility is more attainable uh, than, than you think. And what the app does is it, it works in the background once you download it, and it tracks all of your daily driving habits that you do today in, your, in, your, in the car that you own today. and after several trips, it's going to start to tell you how ready you are for an electric vehicle. Um, And it will give you a percentage of how many of your trips you can actually accomplish uh, with an electric vehicle today, based on the ranges that are available within our lineup. And essentially what we're trying to inform people is that for most of us, we can switch to an electric vehicle today without much of an issue or no issue at all. It's just that awareness piece. I think for most people, with the investment that comes with buying a new car, it's difficult to make a huge transition to a new type of technology. Yeah. And so we're hoping that this type of application or activity for consumers uh, will help to educate them more on, on how easy that transition can be. On top of that, within the app, but also in general, you can find this information online, um, I think it's not widely known kind of how your behavior changes as you move to an electric vehicle. Uh, When you do move to electrics, and this is from talking to EV owners today, most of your charging happens while you're at home, and in fact, it happens while you're at home overnight while you're sleeping. So every morning you wake up to a full charge, so you start every day with the ability to drive 450 kilometers off that charge, which is going to be suitable for more than 95% of your daily driving. And so that's one big thing. On top of that, on those days when you do need to drive more than that, there's over 9,000 public charging stations available in Canada today. Oh, wow. And and to put that into perspective, there's 12,000 gas stations. So the numbers are fairly similar. And um, as people start to find out those things and and how your habits change and what type of public charging is available. It starts to sound a little less daunting switching over to the technology.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just driving downtown in, in Montreal, and I know Toronto is very similar, it's actually it's, it's easier to find uh, an electric charging station these days than a handicapped parking spot, quite honestly. And sometimes you get even priority parking when you're, when you're charging your car.
0: Definitely. You're starting to find that a lot now that many businesses are starting to put electric charging station parking spots right at the door. Uh, and so that really is a benefit for, for EV owners these days
1: what so you said 9,000, so there's 9,000 uh, across the country now. By the time this vehicle is actually released, it'll probably be up to, I guess, probably over 10,000 at that point. It's probably a realistic number. What, what's the release date when we're going to see this this vehicle in the market? And what about the rest of the, the EQ lineup?
0: Yeah, so the EQC will be available early 2020. So we expect it the first quarter of 2020 here in Canada. And then after that, we'll have uh, more EQ vehicles rolling out. And the expectation is that by 2025, our goal is to have about 25% of sales uh, be from our electric lineup.
1: Oh wow! Now, Matt, I have a question for you because I know, and and I'm I'm going to kind of go left field for a second here because I know you also work on connected vehicles and autonomous technology. I'm curious right. where you think where you think the marketplace is. Again, let's let's talk about Canada or even North America when it comes to um, our acceptance of autonomous vehicles. Because I think that, you know, it's been a while since we've heard of negative stories, and I think those tend to be a little bit blown out of proportion sometimes. But I think that people, as more and more as I speak to them, especially on this show, seem to be more and more open to the the benefits of autonomous driving, whether it be assisting people in the way they drive today or just actually completely driving a vehicle.
0: Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. I, 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 I do think people are getting more comfortable with, the idea of of autonomous driving I think we're still a very long way off fully autonomous. I think there's a lot of factors both regulatory um, as well as ethically and morally that come with with moving to fully autonomous outside of controlled environments. But the really great thing about where we're at today is that there's a lot of features that support drivers in driving today that that we have throughout our lineup as well. Um, Things like blind spot monitoring, lane keep assist, lane changing assist, um, uh, parking assist that really make driving a lot easier uh, for people today. And I, I think we've got to continue to focus on rolling out those types of features that will help to enhance the safety of our vehicles and the safety of our roads um, before we talk about getting to fully autonomous, because I, I think they're just... There's so much more research that needs to be done um, before we get to that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, just to, just I look at the landscape of where, where I live in, in Quebec, and I can't imagine how an autonomous vehicle would handle the roads that we have here, let alone throughout the rest of the country. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little not skeptical, but I'm, I'm hesitant, kind of like that as well. I think the assistive features that you described are great tools, and I think as people discover them, you know, I, I know about them when I walk into a vehicle. I pretty much know everything about it before I'm going into it because that's just me. Whereas other people discover things like adaptive cruise control and blind spot, spot detection and parking assist, kind of as they go through the car, and they're amazed that those things exist. Let alone how far advanced they are. And I'm sure that you're hearing the same thing from consumers.
0: Most definitely. There's a a ton of technology today in our cars to help consumers uh, and keep them safe and just aid them in, in their driving experience, making the driving experience just that much better.
1: Matt, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, I'm going to keep pushing you guys to come back on the show and tell us all about the cool stuff you got coming up because I'm sure there's tons of stuff that you can't even talk about today. But uh, let's keep the dialogue going and let's keep our uh, our listeners involved and our viewers involved in the YouTube side. And let's have you back on the show uh, real soon. That
0: sounds great, Mark. Thanks for having us.
1: It is Your Tech Report. Follow with us on social media. It is at Your Tech Report everywhere. Stick around and we'll be back in just a moment.
0: There's more Your Tech Report after this.